And we're back. Wow. To your regularly scheduled, regularly scheduled programming. Regularly. Regularly scheduled programming. Regularly scheduled programming. Yay! Yay! <laughs> uh, <clears throat> man. It's like I was, I was, I was saying to you, whenever we do like a one reel in, it do, it feels like, it feels like we don't record for like a week. Or not? I'm sorry, not a week for like a month because we don't record. For <laughs> I was like gonna week. say, yeah. It, feel, it feels like we take a lot of time off. Yeah, you know, it feels like we miss all the news. I know that just leads us to have more to talk about today, though. And yet, I'm gonna talk about myself. Okay, <laughs> as you do, as one does. Uh-huh. Not me, but mm. people. People mm-hmm. do sometimes. Yeah. But before we can talk about anything related to myself or this guy right here. We have to talk about this beer, and it is a special one. We're fucking excited to do it. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, Obi, please tell the people what we're drinking tonight. Well, my friends, we have a throwback. If you can see, which we'll also add in, and you can check out the Instagram, um, this is Red Cypress. Which, see that? If oh, I didn't even I didn't wear my hat. What? I'm so fucking <sighs> so stupid. stupid. Go home. I know. Go get it. Okay. Bring it back. <laughs> Just put it on your head, like a uh, digitally. Yeah. Okay. Put it. Put it in post. Uh, but this is a red cypress brewing beer, which, if you don't know, if you're not local, uh, was a local favorite brewery uh, that shut down. What like twenty nineteen? Early twenty nineteen. Twenty eighteen. Before that. Twenty eighteen. Sure. Probably. Yeah. Twenty. Twenty. That wasn't 2017. It was at least 18. We have the pictures. I can I yeah. can tell you the day. Okay. Well, you look that up. Uh, but this beer is the Lost Barrels Volume 1. Uh, we actually got this from Hourglass Brewing um, because they ended up getting their old stomping grounds. And I guess this was one of the uh, the victories of war, as you could say. Of war. Um, it says beer, slice, alcohol by volume, 10%. Volume 500 milliliter. The beer is called Slice. The beer is called Slice. This is part of a Lost Barrel series, though, which has me excited because that means there's going to be more. Yeah. Uh, the barrel that was aged in is an Elijah Craig single barrel bourbon. Yeah, we were in there May 2019. 2019? Yeah. So Are you sure that wasn't a throwback post? No. No, no, no. This is new. 2019? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because even before that, it doesn't go further back than that. Huh. I guess 2020 was really something, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> For everybody. Um, so anyway, the description of this beer is the bourbon barrel-aged German chocolate cupcake imperial milk stout. And yes, I have taken my lactate. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll read the post that uh, Hourglass put up on Instagram because we don't have a cold read on this one. I just want to give some more details here. Uh, Sleeping in Elijah Craig SB bourbon barrels, our old pals at Red Cypress left us one final gift. A German Imperial chocolate cake milk stout created by the RC Brew team and simply bottled by the HG Brew team. Very limited release and could very well be your last chance to drink something from the old Red Cypress Brewery. And that was six days ago that they posted it. Uh, five days ago, they alerted everyone that bottles are sold out. So there you go. Yeah. We Big got, demand. We Big got demand. our hands on some of the only bottles. Yeah. And believe you me, we're going to be honest with our opinion on it. I can't wait to crack it open so... Let's fucking get into this. My name is Marco Dupa, and that guy right there, that beautiful bastard, is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskis? And this is episode 314 of the One Beer In podcast. Toxic sludge. It really does. The toxic Avenger. Get out of here. 
That's right, kids. This is the One Baron Podcast, the podcast with two brews, crack open a brew, and we see where that one brew takes us. As always, we are excited that you guys have joined us, and we thank you for listening and watching and enjoying wherever podcasts are sold or listened to. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. And when we say that, we mean it, okay? Like the videos on YouTube. Share them with your friends if you dig it. And subscribe if you haven't subscribed already because it helps tremendously. It really does. You guys have no idea uh, for a burgeoning podcast such as this. Although we have a lot of episodes in the can, you know, getting that uh, that organic feedback and the people telling us how they feel about the show Good or bad, definitely helps. Mostly good, though. Please just keep it nice. Yeah. You know, don't be mean. Don't yell and, and be rude. No reason to be rude. No. Right? Black Superman wouldn't be rude. Yeah, I know. He'd be good. Truth and justice in the African-American, African-American way. way. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, let me shut the fuck up for a second. You smell like the alcohol in that? <sighs> yeah, buddy. Uh, uh. <laughs> I feel like that gif of the uh, the the kid with the uh, the citrus behind him, like exploding, and him going ah ah ah. <laughs> Except it's chocolate cake. Yeah, that oof, buddy. Yeah, wow. I think I need a lactate for that. <laughs> you might. <laughs> so. uh <clears throat> We we did the one reel in. I hope you guys uh, go back and listen to that. I hope you enjoy it. That was really fun to just sit there and defecate on Zack Snyder's new film. <laughs> hey, um, we were nice a I little think, bit. I I think that we were fair. Yeah, that's all I aim to be. It's fair. Yeah. If you guys have any ideas for movies that we should do next, let us know. Uh, vaguely speaking, we are trying to stick to more of the uh, classics, Oscar-y, Beatty films to try to catch up on yeah uh, but we will happily take a crappy b movie if it's entertaining enough or if, you know we'll have enough of an opinion on yeah i mean it's got you know gotta be like crappy b movie in a good way mm-hmm. or like a really really good movie that you think is underrated yeah that people haven't talked about that would be fun to do a movie that like neither one of us have heard of mm-hmm. or neither one of us have seen Maybe we've seen like people talking about it or whatever. That would be cool. Yeah. So in between that, in, in or in between that and today's episode, um, we got in here and we did like an emergency filming of a uh, of a music video of sorts of one of my songs. Yeah, you, you made it a uh, like a twenty four hour challenge. I did, I did, and I didn't have to. No, and I and I did because that's the kind <laughs> I, of human being I am. I would have appreciated it if you didn't. Yeah, no, yeah, it would have given us a lot. I mean, the video probably would have turned out a lot better. Hey, had I no, I mean it, it's it, great. I think it, I think it turned out really good. I just mm. think that like, you know, given a little bit more time, it could so, have been. What, what are you talking about? I uh, I put out an album maybe two years ago at this point, almost two years ago, called The Hopeless Romantic. And I used one of the songs on that album. Right when Red Cypress closed. Yeah, actually. Yeah. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. mm, Well, I put it out in November. So, yeah, man, a couple months after After, Red Cypress. Yeah. yeah. Sad. I know. Sad. So I used one of the songs off that album to enter into the NPR Tiny Desk Concert contest Mm -hmm. where they choose nobodies like myself to do a tiny desk concert so you could be looking at the next hobo johnson look at my hair right i don't want to do the show anymore (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know i got the look you're fitting you're fitting the bill yeah the shirt yeah you seem to yell more need to what yell need to yell more need to be Need to, I just need to, ch- need to change my cadence. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, in a way that's like, uh, I'm too, I, I think I'm too, like, too focused on being, like, smooth and yeah, rhythmic. Yeah. Like, I need to really fucking feel my lyrics. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Kind of do almost like a spoken word thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This, we're not going to sit here and trash Hobo Johnson. Beat poetry. He's he's trash enough. I, I, yes, thank you. <laughs> but I was going to say, do uh, genuinely though, uh, what's your perception? Like, do do you think people still listen to Hobo Johnson, or was it just a flash in the pan in the way that it kind of was for us? Flash in the pan in as far as like his like global popularity, sure. But I think that he did enough to get people to to i mean he's now i can only assume i can only hope that he's been able to like make a career out of this now and yeah. like he's like famous and people dig his shit and huh. i mean you know I, I i i don't get it but it's for somebody yeah it's for somebody let's see where his numbers are at well here's a question is hobo johnson still making music in 2020 that's a good question hobo johnson he's on tour in Dude, 2021 I, I, this, I couldn't see it from where i'm at i thought this said hobo johnson died in 2021 i was like what <laughs> oh, the no. fuck oh no that's too bad he is currently touring across three countries and has three upcoming concerts well there you go that's what you have to do he's i guess you he's just tore the fuck out of whatever material you have i assume he's big internationally because his next tour dates in madrid yeah, so that that doesn't surprise me. Maybe the Europeans are like that super into Hobo me. Johnson. Yeah, and like Brazil. Come to Brazil. This is Brazil. This is Brazil. You know what we do? We watch Fast Nine and listen to Hobo Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Hobo Johnson. Yeah, it's only twenty six. Still very young. Yeah, he's young enough for me to fuck him up. Catch these hands, Hobo. I'm kidding. I'm you kidding. say that often? Catch these hands, hobo. You know what? This is off subject, but I was was coming out of a Wawa the other day, and I don't know. <laughs> you fought a homeless man? <laughs> no. I threw chain. No, I uh, I was just I, I I don't know something something. I just had the 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 spirit in me. I guess I don't know what it was. I don't know where this this energy came from because mm. I normally am like get the fuck away from me, vagabond. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you're really revealing yourself today. I'm kidding. I, I don't treat them like that. But this guy came up to me and he's like, "Hey, do you have any? Do you have any change or anything? Any money on you?" And I, I was like, "Yeah, I don't know, man. I guess I think I mm-hmm. go in my car and and wouldn't you know it? In my, uh, my uh, cup holder, uh-huh. I had just like." I don't know, like $5 of loose change. And I just grabbed a handful of it and I just put it in his hand. And he was like, whoa, what the? And I was like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I have, I have, like, I have no bills. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was like, thank you. And I was like, you're welcome. You I, got I, it, bud. I don't know. This is, I'm not saying this to like brag about it because like I usually don't give uh, homeless people money like that. Mm. We, we talked about it on here. I just have this thing about like, I, I just, I've been scammed too many times. I've witnessed people scamming me and it's given me this complex about them. Yeah. But I don't know, just something, something just kind of came over me the other day and I was just like, here man, just fucking take it. Good for you. Yeah. I feel weird about it. Why? <laughs> cause, cause I feel good about it, but I feel like that's a, that's a weird thing to feel is like half, like, proud of myself like i didn't do anything well, you're not loose change i was gonna say you're not publicizing it but you literally are right now <laughs> uh but no the reason why you feel good is because you did something good for a person right you made somebody feel good even if they use it for whatever right it doesn't yeah. matter you made them feel good that makes you feel good and you can go on your day right yeah yeah i think we have to get over the stigma of like oh he's gonna go buy alcohol with it it's right. like well yeah okay fine yeah whatever that's fine that's his life i think the only thing that was upsetting to me was that when i the last time i got scammed by a homeless person was i knew that they didn't need it not that i Mm. watched them go into a liquor store and buy liquor right right. i watched them get into a car get uh, have a a passenger jump in that car and Mm. like drive to probably i don't know a hotel or maybe even an apartment yeah it was not a beat up car it's not some shit that they just rolled into yeah I mean, it wasn't like a super nice car or anything. It was like a used car. Sure. I mean, if I had to guess, going from my memory, it was probably $1,500, $2,000 car. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't want to shit on these homeless people anymore. Okay. I will shit on ho- the Hobo Johnson. Ah. Because that's an awful name. <laughs> do, you just call him, do you just call him the Hobo Johnson? The Hobo Johnson. <laughs> that's, that's a better, better name. <laughs> <laughs> that's a genuinely that's better, better name. That's better. 
Yeah, no, dude. I, I, I mean, I just, I remember the day somebody told, it was Lottie. Yeah, Lottie told yeah, us it about was, it. Yeah. Yeah, this is your fault. Sister of the podcast. Told us about this fucking asshole. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So he was one of the winners of the uh, Tiny Desk concert. Yes. Uh, uh, look it up. Contest. That's what this was all about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> look up Hobo Johnson's Tiny Desk concert. No, 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 no. Look up my Tiny Desk concert. <laughs> That's right. I feel, I'm sorry. I got it mixed up. Yeah. Fuck Hobo Johnson. <laughs> look up my Tiny Desk. If you go on NPR's website... We'll put the link in the YouTube video. Sure. You can you, you can just find it. It's just really, I mean, you know, it's something that I always told myself that I was going to enter because I always had this goal of like, you know, I'll just I'll just enter. I don't think because my shit is just like straight up, just traditional sure. hip hop. You don't have a trumpet in your band. Yeah, I don't have a ska band backing me or anything. Mm. I'm not playing the acoustic guitar while also rapping. Yeah, which that, I mean, call me a. Uh, traditionalist or call me a uh, a hater if you will yeah. mm-hmm. but that is corny to me yeah. i don't care how good the, the song is if you're playing an acoustic guitar while also like slapping it doing mm-hmm. the uh the kick with the slapping the yeah. guitar and it's, it's very much like a like a local bar band yeah style Sp- when they start when they're doing a song they're doing like some dave matthews shit and you're just like cool i can dig this yeah and then all of a sudden they go into like their rap verse mm-hmm. and you can just it just turns into like math rock where they're just yeah and I, oh, and you're just like stop it anyway keep- here, here goes renegade <laughs> don't do this okay everything was fine you were like drifting into the background i was having a conversation i wasn't even thinking about it and then you started rapping right why you know i i I have thought very briefly about this actually in just this time of us talking (laughs) but i think it's because there's a difference between somebody who's there to set a a scene an ambiance for the people enjoying their drinks or dinner whatever it may be Uh uh-huh and then there's the person who's there trying to make a name for himself or yeah. herself and uh you know trying to stand out and so then they'll you know they do that rapid shit because yeah yeah they'll, they'll throw in a quick motherfucker yeah and you know want people <laughs> to be like what the, is he they'll throw in a what motherfucker motherfucker <laughs> or like do like the thong song you know it's yeah. like oh i'm gonna get him with this one. Oh, an acoustic version of the thong song can't wait for that they're not ready for that that joke will last about 30 seconds in right and then you have to finish the song. And then you have to. Three we all later. just have to sit through yeah. you doing the thong song acoustically, yeah. and we're all like, "Okay, it's not entertaining yeah, anymore." No. You're not as good as Cisco. I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, you're not. So, uh, I <laughs> I entered the contest. We filmed a video. We've actually been talking about doing like filming stuff for a while. Yeah. And uh, this is the tiny desk, by the way. Yeah, this is it. Right this here. is it. You'll see it when you watch the video. I just feel like, uh, you know, we, we've we've brainstormed on things and then, you know, we just haven't like put our hands into those things. We haven't like really tackled a lot of the things that we've talked about as sure. far as like filming those short films or like filming any of this shit. Right. Yeah. And then this thing comes along and it kind of like I I admittedly made it uh I brought it down to the eleventh hour when <laughs> I sure when did. I didn't have to. Yeah, but it did light a fire under us to get it done, and let it lit a fire under me to edit it. Yeah, I mean, I I was telling you this while I was editing it. I mean, I have a I've always had a respect for the little people when it comes to making a film or doing anything of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. The the sound guys, the engineers, the best boy, the best boy. Mm-hmm. He's the best boy. He's the best boy. Best boy. Yeah. And uh, editing is one of those things that like people just don't understand how difficult that is. Not not until you try it do you have any inclination. I mean, we've both edited this podcast. But it's a long form show where yeah. most of the time, as long as you you're not every five minutes saying some shit, or fucking up a word, or reading a script, or something like that, yeah. you just leave it, right? Yeah. yeah. For the most part, and the video was only three minutes long, and I mean, just 
a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a nightmare to do. Well, it's different when you, you're dealing with multiple angles, different shots. Yeah. This is one shot. At least for now, we're hoping to improve that. Yeah, and uh, I can't wait to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> we have multiple. Yeah. Well, when we can afford multiple cameras, we can afford maybe an editor. A best we'll boy. See. We'll see. A best boy. We can get a best boy. We get a best boy in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it's, it's a completely different story when you're editing with different shots, different setups. Uh, right. You're dealing with music, too. Yeah. Um, so. And apparently, still, that wasn't, it wasn't perfect. Apparently. Uh, I mean, what is? You know? <sighs> Nothing. The spirit Nothing. was there. We did the best we could with the time we were given, and I think it turned out really good. I'm actually really proud about it. I think I think it, it turned out really well. You had some really good ideas. Thank I'm you. I'm not just saying that publicly to blow smoke up your ass. You had some good ideas, some good angles. Uh, when I was combing through the footage, just being able to... I mean, I, I played up to the different angles that you gave me which helped because like throughout the editing process of like oh that was dope i pointed to that and he was filming there and i you know you're able to like switch the switch the angle and everything like that but like having the floating cam having the two angles on the side mm -hmm. you had some yeah thank you it made it honestly it made it easier to do i can only imagine having to try to stitch together a narrative that we had come up with beforehand and then like have like five hours to go okay now I have to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. How's <laughs> this know? gonna go? Hmm. So that was yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. I'm proud of it. I'm very proud of it. Yes, <clears throat> because I was. I've always wanted to. Everything as far as music is concerned, I've always been trying to get it as DIY as possible. Yeah. And editing was so daunting. I was even before I'd done it, I was scared of it. So I was like, God, it's so much. As you should be. Yeah. <laughs> as you should be. And it proved to be. Yeah. As scary as I thought it was going to yeah. be. Have you ever seen those projects that people sometimes post online that it's just like an entire wall of different like layers? Yes. yes. And I, I've seen, and that's one of the things that would intimidate me is seeing that and going, what? I can't, what yeah. am I supposed to do with all of that? <laughs> what? So, uh, but yeah, it turned out pretty cool and, and you're proud of it. I'm proud of it. So that's fun. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, got him. <laughs> <laughs> guys if if you have a chance please um go to either my instagram and go to the link in the bio of my instagram or just go to npr.com or dot org it's an org it's, it's an a dot org. org yeah npr.org and uh just look up the tiny desk thing and it it's on there it's on the website now that was the other thing mm -hmm. we filmed it and i was like huh i wonder if uh, I wonder if they're even going to accept it mm -hmm. because the way that we filmed it, which was it's half music video because there's the, there's a concept and the, and, and, uh, multiple camera angles and a sort of narrative to it. And I thought, but, but the way that I perform, I perform it live. It's not, it's not a playback of the song. I perform the song. So I was like, I wonder if they're even going to accept it. So yeah. that was the other thing I was excited about the fact that like they, actually accepted the video <clears throat> so that's good uh because i was worried about that and then i posted on instagram and a couple people thought that i'd won the contest already <laughs> <laughs> i was like guys read what i posted oh it's great you did great be, oh we're so proud of you and i'm like thank you that's nice but all i did was upload a video and uh obeyed the rules of a contest <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but i appreciate the love of course i appreciate the love it's really nice mm-hmm yeah, I don't think you're gonna be able to find it just scrolling, because there's so many. There's so many. Uh, en think, entries. Yeah. Uh, well, here's my question: How do they decide? They just have that that group of judges, and they watch Those every single one of these, and then they decide on who. I mean, I highly doubt that they're gonna watch every video. I mean, they're getting thousands of submissions, thousands. Yeah. I just can't imagine that they're going to go through and watch all of them. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that they're going to do what any normal group of people would do. It's, it's only like five judges. Phoebe Bridgers is one of them. I love you. Uh, they're only going <laughs> to... I can only imagine that they're going to just sift through yeah, them. Just scan and yeah, scan. Like, and then ah. like whatever thumbnails pop out at them right or maybe they'll do like a okay we'll 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 grab it random indie r&b hip-hop pop did country. you have to put in like your genre yes okay yeah 
So I'm I'm assuming that that's like if you if you click on the search thing and then click on hip hop, that's uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming that that's what they're gonna do. I don't know though. Who knows? Who knows? Very interesting. Maybe Phoebe sees mine and she's just like, "There's something about this guy." I don't know. He's got that thing. The thing that I want. I will tell you what. I would like. I don't know to to get coffee with this guy. I don't know what it is. There's something about that thumbnail. That just is that the uh, the reward is coffee with Phoebe Bridgers. If you told me it's either getting on NPR. Or getting coffee with Phoebe Bridges, I probably, I honestly, it'd be tough. I, I would have to sit with it for yeah, a moment and be yeah. like, ah, I'd have to debate. I'd have to talk to some people. Yeah. I'd have to, we'd have to like sit down and like, I mean, let's weigh the pros and cons here. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, I'm not going to tell you what I would choose. <clears throat> so, like I said, thank you guys. Anybody who's watched it so far, uh, you've got to show me a lot of love. So I appreciate that. Um, if you haven't watched it, I just told you how to watch it. Please do so. Do it. That would be really nice. I would appreciate that. Because even if I don't win, even if nothing comes of this, except for a lot of people watch the video, I'm still proud of the fact that you and I did it. And, and just I, did it. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. It's like, you know, we've been at the precipice of actually recording a music video for you. Right? Yeah. This entire time. And then we did it. Very, uh, you know, very off the cuff, very low budge, very impromptu, mm -hmm. thinking up, you know, shots on the fly, rocking and rolling. You having only one day to edit it. A very punk rock way of going about it. Yeah. What if we had more time? Right. <laughs> What's keeping us from doing it now? You Nothing. Know? Even if we were to give ourselves only a day to do it again. We can do it. We know we can. So this may be the, the kick down of the door that gets us to actually start doing this. Yes. Actually doing this. Agreed. Agreed yeah. completely. This is this this was this this experience just kind of showed us that like, oh, it's it's really not that hard to just no. do it. No. You know? Well, and the other thing is like we we slowly were able to build all of this too. So that helps. This entire kingdom behind yes, the camera that people can't that see. nobody can see. It's yes. right, but it's it's just beyond, just beyond the pine. Yeah. Uh, and that comes with time. That comes with necessity of mm -hmm. like, okay, we need this thing. We need that thing. We need this. And um, all of the experiences that we've had with the show fucking up on us. Yeah. And having to learn from those things, like all of that stuff kind of comes together and, and makes doing something simple, quote unquote, mm -hmm. as doing a music video e easier than it would be to just kind of roll into it. Yeah. So all of those experiences kind of had to come together for us to, I think, feel more comfortable with yeah. just going, we more, could do it. More confident. Yeah. This was a confidence booster. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I already have ideas. Okay. For the new shit. You come to me with them and we will hash it out. Cause I got new shit. Okay. People are like, when's that new shit coming out? That new shit's coming. It's coming. Got that new shit. That new shit. That new shit. New that shit. new new shit. Oh, I didn't know that was a touchscreen. Yeah. Chromebook, Chrome. everybody. It's fine for doing absolutely nothing. But it's <laughs> touchscreen. So. It's out into the world. Yep. You guys can go out there and watch it, listen to it. It's awesome, and I'm I'm happy about it, and uh, you know, I I'm trying to think of like things that uh, like the new thing that I'm working on, right? Okay, and all the things that are like kind of like influencing the new thing that I'm working on, and one of the things that comes to mind because it's kind of been all over the news, and I went back and watched the whole thing was Cowboy Bebop. Big, big, big influence on just like artistically what I, what I, like people will see in the in the coming like the next the stuff the next that I thing. put. It's the DNA of Cowboy Bebop okay. is kind of all over it. Okay. And uh, they 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 just they're now finally showing us the 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 live action adaption mm -hmm. of the show. And what we can kind of 
look forward to with the show, right? Yeah. Hinting Stars. at it. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of giving us a little, just sprinkling a little in front of us. Yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we we already knew who the cast was, and we were able to look it up, kind of formulate our opinions on it. But now, yeah. kind of seeing how they look, yeah. We've got that, and then we've got the big announcement from today, mm-hmm. which is that the original composer of mm-hmm. the show, Kano, Yoko Kano, mm-hmm. is going to be composing this. Yeah. Original music from him. Yeah. Her. Her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the only thing that's left is the seatbelts. Yeah. We just we just need them and then which is a band by the way. Yes, right, right. Sorry. <laughs> People are like what is the, what is that the an what inside joke of some kind. So I mean I don't know man what do you what do you think when you see the the what they've been doing with this? It's a Netflix show that could mean a lot of things, right? Yeah, we've got the cast. Mostly that's going to be canceled after season two. Right, that's what always happens. Yeah. What the is going on with these shows <laughs> they canceled jupiter's legacy after one season and it was well received and watched yeah i don't know i don't know was I, it I, just the budget of the show it was just too probably much? it uh, that's what i would guess is that even though it was well received it wasn't well received enough because they just had too big of a budget it was it was too big to succeed yeah yeah maybe i don't know yeah. I just didn't like what it looked like, so I didn't even give it a chance, <laughs> to be fair. I didn't finish it either. I'm not yeah, going to lie. I, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I didn't give it a shot. I was kind of full of uh, anti-superhero stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we're kind of getting to a point where it's like, okay. Well, like since Kick-Ass. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's in the mainstream now that there's this other side of comic book movies that are anti-comic book movies. Yeah. And it's its own cliche now, you know? Like I'm happy with what Invincible is doing now in the, in the animated series. I love the comic too. You should definitely check that out. But um, like I feel like that's one of the few that and the boys are the two yeah. that I'd say are doing it like worth watching <coughs> still. But like anything else, and it's like eh, we already have that. Right. We've had it for a while, and yeah. like what else are you going to add to the superheroes? May not be as good as you think. Right. You know, what's well, kind? Of, it's kind of like when when zombies <coughs> had their movement for a couple of years. It's just like, yeah. okay, we got it. Yeah. Then, then the zombie parodies, and you're like, okay, we got, we got it. it. Yeah. Like we have the show. Right. We have the movies. Like we have the video games. Like how many more properties are going to come out about this one thing? Anti superheroes are having their moment. It's like, <laughs> all right, but you're not the boys though. Right. You know, so make a show as good as that, and then maybe we can talk. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, Cowboy dude. Bebop, Cowboy Bebop, Netflix yeah, show. I, uh, as far as what I think, um, I am keeping my expectations low, <laughs> and I know it's not really a surprise because obviously, um, you know, something as important and as good, genuinely good, not even like speaking to the, um, the genre uh speaking to anime in general just as a show period um you know cowboy bebop may be arguably the best anime of all time yeah um well i i mean i <clears throat> i think it's inarguably the best so there are people that will argue with you about that i'll argue with them i'll argue with them um you're gonna get a lot of naruto shurikens thrown at you yeah, yeah, uh, but no, I agree. Generally, I uh, thank you for thank you for doing <laughs> that to our audience. Um, no, I, I, I just I am very I'm very cautious about this, given how Netflix has dealt with live action anime remakes yeah. in the past, you yeah. know, Death Note and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, and just I mean, you know, any anyone doing a live action anime remake retelling is it's dicey at best. Has there been? A good anime live action you're adaption. Gonna, you're going to criticize me for this, and I know it. But Speed Racer, <laughs> the 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 Wachowski Speed Racer is so good. Yeah, it's just so good, and it it exemplifies and and embodies the spirit of the show, 
And it's just like, you know, say what you will, but I I think it is one of the greatest. It's the first one I think of when uh, I think of a, a well done anime like retelling. Yeah, live action anime retelling. Um, outside of that, I don't know. I mean, I heard decent things about Ghost in the Shell being okay. I haven't seen it myself, so I can't really speak to it. Starring, starring a Japanese actress, Scarlett Johansson. Of course, yeah. Um, what else has there been? Honestly, I never even watched that Ghost in the Shell movie, and it's not because of Scarlett Johansson. I just never caught it. It's just one of those movies that just I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch that, and it just flew under the radar, and yeah. I just never, I just never watched it. Yeah, I found no need to do that myself. Uh, oh yeah, there's a lot of people who like Alita Battle Angel, but that didn't look very good to me. What? Yeah. Um, I'm just looking through a quick list here on CBR. There's a Full Metal Alchemist adaptation. That's you know, a, that's apparently not very good. But I guess I guess I shouldn't be upset when a Japanese production makes. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Fell flat. Oh, you think? Dragon Ball Evolution, everybody. Dragon Ball Evolution, man. Number one has to be. Uh, you've seen on um, the Corridor Crew them talking about the Rorun and Kenshin yeah. movie. I want to see that because it looks actually pretty good. Um, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan didn't Okay, do well. so the Attack on Titan is a good example of what I'm about to say. When a Japanese production does a movie like Attack on Titan, for instance, and it's all Japanese actors... I guess on the one hand, it's like, well, you know, there's not a lot of uh, Japanese representation in mainstream Hollywood media, sure. right? On the other hand, Attack on Titan, the point of the show is that civilization has crumbled yeah. and all of these cultures have been forced it's a to major, come together. It's a major element of the series. It, exactly. And there's a lot of East, or not Eastern, a lot of Western European influence in that show. The main character is German. Right. So... To have like all of these characters just be Japanese guys and girls, yeah, it's kind of I don't know, it's just kind of annoying to me. Well, but so then it's I the guess same thing with Full Metal Alchemist that's, too. That's what made me think of it when yeah. I saw Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. It's the same exact thing. It's like these, that's a white kid. Yeah. Like, uh, but then you watch uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, and you're like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we owe you one. Uh, or or um, go back up. Ghost in the Shell. That's another, the Shell. obviously, yeah. that's another, that was like the big one. Everybody memed the fuck out of it. But, you know, at least with Ghost in the Shell, I can get behind an argument that she, if you haven't seen the movie or the show. Shame um, on you. Yeah, very good. Uh, but she, the entire idea behind it is that, you know, these androids are just shells for souls, basically. Right. So, or intelligence. So, yeah, I mean, like, she can have a Japanese name. But being in in a white woman's body, kind of the idea behind Altered Carbon, by the way. Sure, yeah, Another same thing. Show that <clears throat> excuse me, Netflix canceled, criminally underrated show. Mm. If you haven't watched it, there's only two seasons and an anime, and I swear by this show. Okay, Altered Carbon is dope. Mm. So yeah, I mean that that is just kind of I don't know. I don't know. It just sucks. It just sucks. That's part of the reason why some of these don't work. It's like I know that Japanese people are the reason that some that these things are successful. It's their it's their brain children. Sure. It's their all of their work and everything like that. Yeah. But you wrote that character to be a white German kid. Like yeah. cast a white German kid so that it works better. So that like I don't have to view this as like Japanese people cosplaying as Eren and all these other characters. It's like, the, you're making me do this. Yeah, the only thing that I can think of is that obviously it's, it's like a lower budget than like a Hollywood picture. Yeah. Um, and they may have trouble kind of <coughs> wrapping their brains around casting a white, like let's say 15 year old who also is fluent in Japanese in order to make that work. Mm, yeah, yeah, you know that probably be pretty difficult. So I think that may be some of the trouble. That Good looking white German who looks like the character who yeah. can also speak German, English, and Japanese. Japanese. Right. So that's where it's like, okay, you have to suspend your disbelief, I guess, in order to cast that role. But one but, way or another. But okay. So all right. Now I haven't seen this the the first like the Attack on Titan adaption, for instance. Mm -hmm. 
is the character just named Aaron and we just kind of gloss over his nationality? Or are you supposed to view this Japanese guy as a German kid? That's a good question. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But maybe you guys out there can answer that Let us, for us. Oh, um, but anywho, back to Netflix's, which is an American adaptation of Cowboy Bebop, a Japanese property, obviously. Um, and, you know, American... The Hollywood system is now feeling the brunt of, like, the damage that it's done to POCs for sure its entire existence, and so it feels guilty, and so it's like, okay, 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 fine. We'll cast an Asian guy, and a racially ambiguous woman, mm -hmm. and a black dude. Okay, right. Are you happy? The dog has to be white, though. This <laughs> is golden. Gotta have a white guy. It's golden and white. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, um, given that this is an American production, it, uh, it's both a pro and a con because it's going to be tough for them. I feel to, it's at least going to be a gamble for them to be able to really touch on what the creators of the show were getting at. Uh, I think on more of a, a, a personal level with those original creators yeah um just given you know uh language barrier or just cultural differences now the good thing is with cowboy bebop it is inherently american influenced right so that makes it i think an easier transfer of of culture and music and flavor mm -hmm. that just makes sense for it to be an American made movie. Yeah. You know, cause you know, if, if every character was Japanese, I feel like that'd be kind of strange given how much is involved in like Westerns, uh, how much is involved in jazz mm -hmm. and hip hop and blues, blues. Yeah. Everything is kind of centered in American culture in one way or another with, uh, from a viewpoint of a, Japanese person. Yeah. So that's what kind of gives it its Eastern twist uh, amid all this Western flair. Right. So I think, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if any adaptation can work, it's this. But I'm still not 100% on board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm just not given their track record, given the track record of adaptations of anime in general. Mm -hmm. uh, but that being said, uh, with Yoko Kano being on, uh, that adds some credence to it. At least we'll get new music from Yoko Kano. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, it, with that preview, with that little teaser, and it's not even a preview, with that teaser, I feel more confident in the casting than I ever have. Yeah. Because they look the part. Yeah, they do look good. Yeah. They do look good. Uh, uh, so apparently some people are not happy with the casting of John Cho because he's just a little too old. Right, but we were just talking before this and like, had no idea he's almost 50 yeah he's 48 years old he doesn't look it though not even a little bit he does not look it <clears throat> we guessed late 30s <laughs> maybe early 40s maybe yeah, yeah. he is 48 yeah good for Crazy. you john show yeah um i don't I, I didn't view i mean given spike's life experiences i didn't think he was like 23 no, he's lived an entire life before we even see him. Yeah, for the he first has time. to be in his forties, at yeah. least, or late thirties. Late thirties, yeah, at least. Yeah, guy was in the. He was in, uh, some mob. He got yeah. out. He's been bounty hunting for at least, at least five years because he meets Jet like five years before the show starts. I think I remember. If I'm remembering correctly, they mention it kind of offhandedly, in like the last episode. Mm. or the second to last episode that they met that they teamed up like five years ago so he's been doing that he's been in the mob for x amount of years yeah. let's just let's be generous and say five years he was in the mob as an enforcer sure. right enforcer slash assassin that's 10 years of his life before that i mean that so you're telling me he's he joined the mob at 20 maybe let's say 25 he gets out he's bounty hunting for 10 years. He's at least 35, 36 years old. Yeah. And John Cho looks like he's 36, 37. So yeah. I think it works. I buy it. Yeah. I, 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 I it. didn't I didn't question it for a second. I think 
a lot of this is people looking at his age and then just jumping off based on that. Or just having their weird anime hentai crushes on these like not real characters yeah and being like super weird about it and being like he doesn't like i can't i don't want to fuck john cho so it doesn't work <laughs> okay no seriously yeah when when they when people um when they stand these characters and when they create these th- these fan fictions in their heads or when they just have this image of a character in their head and then a real person steps into that role and they go not he's quite not, right he's not attractive to me right. and so he can't do that role yeah because i wanted to fuck spike spiegel i don't want to fuck john cho it's almost like reading a book and then seeing a film adaptation of it, it. yeah exactly you've yeah. created this thing in your head because spike is not real he's animated so the things that he does and the way that he looks like you're never there's not a human being on the planet that has legs that skinny and shoulders that broad it just doesn't right. it just doesn't exist yeah. obviously yeah but that doesn't stop your brain from going that's sexually attractive to me mm-hmm. right so when you have that in your head, hello, ideal partner, <laughs> and you you tell yourself that like that's the pinnacle of a man in your head, yeah, and then you see John Cho like a normal looking guy, and you're like, nah, don't buy it. And it's like, well, give him a chance to do the movie first. I will say, it's gonna be hard to get Steve Bloom's head oh, uh, voice voice, out of my yeah, head. for it's sure. Just, that's gonna be difficult. Yeah, that's gonna be very difficult. Yeah. Just that low gravel. Yeah. It's down here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be difficult. That will be tough. Yeah. You, you sound like Snake. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of look alike. Steve Blum and David Hayter. Have really? you ever seen? They kind of <laughs> no, look no. alike. <laughs> they got like, you know, kind of chubby faces uh, and just they, they, you know, white dudes. White guys. <laughs> white voice acting guys. They look. They do. They do. Though I'm not just saying that because yeah. they're white. I am just saying that because they're white. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I mean, and I don't know. I'm excited about it. I can't. I just. I can't wait. I hope and pray. I mean, you got to give Netflix credit where it's due. The Witcher show is amazing. Sure. Yeah, that was a big success. Uh, so they've shown that they are capable. Yeah, they are capable. Right. Sure. They don't have a very good track record. Like you said, not a lot of people do when it comes to anime adaptations. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We will we see. We will see. We will see. Mm. All right. One more thing in in the nerd world before we get out of here. Nerd world. Because we would be remiss if we did not talk about this on the show as we do, as we talk about these things. All the time. Battlefield. Battlefield. 2042? Yep, you got it. <laughs> Good job. Um, Juan's not here to discuss this. And even if he was, he probably couldn't he wouldn't the give us anything. Yeah. yeah. So um, he would just be kind of sitting here. Thanks for nothing, Juan. Yeah. So enjoy uh, your job or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> keep your job and your benefits. <sighs> pay all your bills. <sighs> <sighs> <clears throat> we had a reveal trailer today. EA finally giving us a taste, a little, mm, a little, just a little we'll just size. give you a little drip of what's to come with the new Battlefield game. Yep, one of the first like big games for next gen or what is going to be what is technically current gen, right? Cur- yeah, I mean technically, but yeah. next gen for most at this yeah. point. <laughs> so this is like the first game. Because everything else is like either in planning stages or it's like kind of like a cross play thing where they're like, We've made a we've made a version for you guys too. Well, no I mean that's what's happening with this too though. There's gonna be a PS4 version. Yeah, but is that's there though what I'm saying <laughs> is is what they've shown in this preview, uh I can't see working very well on a PS4 without no. it sounding like a jet engine. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be smaller uh, battles with last gen. So. Yeah, and I, I already that is irritating because I'm like, oh, I'm not getting the full experience of the game. Right. So I don't even want to play it. Well. That's the, that's the way that I feel about these things. If I'm not getting 
everything like when they used to do that with uh when when we made the leap to ps4 to ps3 and they'd be like well you don't get certain modes yeah. that you get in ps4 i'm just like well, then why would i get it why would i just wait till i get a ps4 why would i play this on ps3 yeah there's no game that good to be like i'll play half the game and pay the full price yeah unless you get like an a free update yeah when, when you move to yes. ps5 or if I'm paying half the price or even sure. a, or even like a little bit like 15 or 20 percent off because it's a game that they have downgraded yeah. to PS3. But the fact that like and, and some and a lot of people are mad about this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, wait, OK, so I guess we should give a little bit more detail. The game com- is is coming October 2022 tentatively. And it's right now multiplayer only. No single player story mode. No battle royale mode. Right. Just multiplayer. And some people are like, yeah, that's fine because I don't really play. I mean, ever since there hasn't been like a tremendous story mode in Battlefield ever since Bad Company. So, yeah, it's been just these little like snippets. It it, Well, actually, uh, Battlefield uh, 2042 is coming out this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So October 2021. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been like little vignettes almost that you play like individual smaller stories that create a larger story. Yeah, and some people are cool with that. Some people are like, "This is a waste of time." I'm one of those people who's like, "Look, if you're not going to give me a full single player story mode, then I don't need these little. Mm. This is just I just let me play the. I don't need this." Yeah, I I will say I I do still like I'll, I will take those little vignettes, those little stories, but because you're desperate for a story mode. You just yeah, want a single player. But at the same time, like I much prefer like a Black Ops full on story from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. That's what I enjoy. It's like a give me a full Hollywood movie and not like a few episodes of a TV show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, this doesn't have a story mode at all. Uh, but they're trying to kind of have their cake and eat it too by saying that there's gonna be a story in this. Uh, that's portrayed through the multiplayer modes so you'll have these little like these these specialists they're called um where they have i think a an item and a specialty but all can use every kind of gun they're no longer these like very specific like medic yeah and uh, engineer and things like that there are things similar to them but i feel like it, this style is much more fluid and gives you way more options of how you want to play, which yeah. is good. Um, but I'm still unsure how they plan on having a coherent story through multiplayer modes that makes any kind of sense. Now, they, they set up the world that we're in in 2042 where it's just like a world at war, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the environment's in crisis. There's these superstorms. Um and the people you're fighting as are like soldiers without nations, basically. Yeah. So it's it almost kind of, it kind of <clears throat> feels a little bit like Titanfall, almost, right? It's just like war for war's sake. Yeah, I was uh, gonna based I on was, corporations and stuff like that. I was gonna say the the idea behind multiplayer anchoring this like in between story kind of thing is like Battlefield, or I'm sorry, Titanfall, mm-hmm. Titanfall One. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Because they, they sprinkled in story elements in the multiplayer, but it wasn't like a story mode. Yeah, you kind of got pieces of what the idea was, but it was just kind of, you're battling for this thing, and then like a little thing at the top would be like, this is almost like a Star Fox. And you're like, okay, I guess that's the reason I'm here. Yeah. Sure. Good luck. <clears throat> I don't yeah. Um I get the feeling that's what it's gonna be. I guess you have to anchor it around something because like it can't just be you can't just have a multiplayer and go like Yeah, there's no reason for us to be here. We're just here. You can though. <laughs> I think you can with like a battle royale mode or something. I guess, but I mean Well no, no, you know what? You're right. I you take that back. Can. You definitely can. I, I you, feel like the only reason the only reason they even sprinkled in an idea of a story mode here is for people like me to buy it. Yeah. Because if it if they just said like, look, this is going to be future warfare. We have no storyline. It's just we have these settings, and it's in, it's placed in this setting. 
go. Yeah. You know, like this is the world at the time of 2042. Go blow stuff up. Enjoy. Yeah. That'd be enough for, I think, 90% of people. I think, yeah, I think enough people would be like, okay. Yeah. Especially, you know, multiplayer focused people. And I feel like they've Battlefield, the developers behind Battlefield have realized that that's their bread and butter is just, you know, they are intrinsically a multiplayer focused game. Yeah. And so they're leaning into it. I get it. I mean, Call of Duty did the same thing with uh, Black Ops 4, was it? We were just talking about that didn't have a dedicated single player mode. They did that thing where it's like you play as a specialist and you hear three, but three three or four, whichever one, you know, one of those. Yeah. And you, you, uh, you got the story mode by them explaining how you use each character. That's how you got the story. And and even that it's like, I'm not going to do these because all it was was instructional videos or not instructional gameplay. And you know me, dude. Yeah. Throw me into the game. Yeah. No I'll tutorial. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Tutorial modes can eat my ass. <laughs> I can't stand them. Yeah. They just take too long. They're too slow. They're boring. I don't. I don't care for them at all. Yeah. Just throw me into the game, and I'll die a bunch, and then figure out the controls. Or have your tutorial mode be like you know what the perf what perfect tutorial mode was? Mm. Ghost of Tsushima perfect tutorial mode you're all beat the fuck up what are you gonna do oh you gotta escape out of this this village area Mm -hmm. but you're but you've all you've got is your sword you've got nothing else right so they simplify everything you gotta sneak around that's how they teach you how to sneak around yeah you gotta fight one guy that's how they teach you how to fight the one guy then you gotta fight a couple of dudes and that's how they teach you how to fight a couple of dudes then you get the boss battle that you cannot win and so that shows you how to Put all of those elements together yeah. in this boss fight. They let you, they give you that boss fight is like a little sandbox for you to play within. Yeah, you're gonna lose. You're but gonna lose. You can try the combinations of things in that. Mm-hmm. It's super smart. Then they spit you out, give you a decent set of armor, and go figure it out. Yeah, go. And then you do. Yep. And it's the most rewarding thing yeah. ever. Yeah, they get you going fast in that. So, a little bit about me. Fuck tutorial modes. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough i mean especially for a game like this you're not going to need it oh yeah, what, yeah what do I need? at most you need a little description that says what your specialty does that's hmm. it hit r1 to do the radar jammer yeah okay yeah. cool that's it i know the rest you know i know what? how to jump you know what i like i like uh i like when a game is like here's what your character can do and then it's like a little video within uh-huh. the game of yeah, like yeah. what when you press that yeah that's what i like yeah Yeah, i'm like okay cool i can see it in action but i don't have to be forced to do this thing to move on i'll just do it in game and then figure out how it works yeah you know um anyway yeah so as a whole the preview of 2042 like it looks great i think there's a lot of promise there um i like all the destruction obviously yeah i'm really glad that it's back to a modern slash future setting where you know we have a lot more um flexibility with guns and tools and uh uh vehicles Mm. and all that kind of stuff yeah Uh, they're leaving a lot on the table or they were they were leaving a lot on the table doing these like old war yeah world war one world war two which can be fun, but it's just like I don't know. I'm I'm ready for, especially in a battlefield game, a bit more, you know, fast paced, uh, fun. Yeah, put us in a city, a modern city, and then let us be able to absolutely decimate buildings. Yeah, change the entire environment around us. Levolution, levolution. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love Battlefield Three. Mm-hmm. It's just an amazing game. Yeah, there. I forgot what the mode is called, but like the big mode where you win each level and it progresses yeah. through the map. I forgot what it's called. Ground war, maybe. But it's a massive, massive map where mm-hmm. whoever gets X amount of points on this section of the map, then you have to move and try to take this section of the map, then yeah. the next section of the map, and then you can kind of push and pull incredible incredible stuff it felt like those games lasted like three hours and i loved every second of it 
Like yeah, there's the, one map the where you flow. Yeah, between, it's amazing. Yeah, there's a map where like you're fighting and then whoever wins or loses whatever you got to jump off of this thing mm-hmm. and then fly, fly down, down to the next thing. And you're that just like, this so is cool. fucking so cool, yeah. man. So yeah, I'm looking forward to them bringing that kind of shit back. Yeah, because at its best, Battlefield is, in some respects, uh, way better than Call of Duty. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, I, like. Hands and feet above the freedom you have yeah. in any Call of Duty. And when you play with people who take it seriously, it is a very rewarding game to yeah. win. Yeah. Like you can luck into a win, sure. as, especially in multiplayer yeah. of Call of Duty. You get one guy who fucking freaks out and you're like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> he's just going to carry this and we're going to win. It's like, yeah. doesn't matter. And then in ba- even in Battlefield, if you get a guy who's like a fucking freak or like some... 12 year old who's like holding the controller like 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 the claw yeah hold, hold of the controller he's just fucking freaking out on the game yeah he's gonna carry you this 12 year old is gonna carry yeah. you to a dub fine yep you know but there's something about like having a guy who's it's it, it it brings in elements of like uh massive multiplayers rpgs and stuff like that it brings in elements of like you know you are important for this reason yeah and you need to pay attention to the reason that that you're here it's not a running gun yeah and there you know i think it's going to be interesting to see how this new game plays because they're kind of going away from that right yeah they're giving you a bit more uh freedom yeah when it comes to your role so you'll still be tethered with a specialty yeah but then it you know you can kind of determine that specialty however you decide it to be which should be interesting. Yeah. And uh, there's a new mode too where, um, well, I don't think it's a new mode, but it's it's basically what you're talking about. But instead of you just taking a place, like you having enough people in that sector of the map, there the map is broken up into different sectors and you have to uh, complete objectives, multiple objectives within that sector yeah. in order to move forward. Yeah. So it's like blow this thing up. Or do this thing in here or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever it may be within there. You have to do those multiple things in order to progress. Yeah, that's such a smart thing to do. And it's it's crazy that it's taken a game this long to... to like, Call of Duty, for instance, has all of those modes, but they're all different modes. Yeah. Where it's like either capture the flag or domination or um, the, whatever the one where you plant the bomb and you, and you have to, like, protect it while it, like it, while it arms or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All of that could be one mode. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully, that's what they're doing with yeah, this. That's it sounds what it sounds like it. Like it. Yeah, yeah. So, it sounds like it. That would be. I'm excited. Yeah, that's even as someone who uh, who who's ugh, single player uh, biased. I would say uh, this that's looks, what you call it. Yeah, yeah. Single player bias. This looks interesting enough for me to jump into. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we've got a couple months. I have a couple months to get a PS5. Hopefully, I can get one in time. Yeah. And then you, me, and Juan can play it. Yeah. And we'll have Juan carry us <laughs> with his uh, KD. Please. Okay. Want to get into these beers? I think we should. All right. Well, tonight's brew is from the Red Cypress Brewing Company and mm. Hourglass. Haven't said that in a long time. Yeah, right? <laughs> Weird. Weird. Coming off the lips. It is the Slice. Part of their Lost Barrels uh, series. This is obviously volume one, which gives us, um, I guess, foreshadowing into hopefully there's a volume two and three and so on and so forth. A... Imperial Milk Stout aged in Elijah Craig's single barrel bourbon barrels. Bourbon barrels. Obi, what'd you think of this beer? I mean, it it goes down like a slice of chocolate cake. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is thick. She is sweet. uh, She is full-bodied. Oh, yeah. And I uh, like my women, thick, sweet, and full-bodied. Full bodied. And you can you can really taste the the bourbon barrel 
Burr, burr, burr. Um, that being said, I mean, like, there's not very many bad things I can say about this other than it is a bit richer and a bit stronger on the liquor fume than I personally enjoy. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I mean, it's an absolute pleasure to have. Absolute pleasure. At least one more Red Cypress brew yeah. in my tum-tum. Yeah. Uh, I may be boosting it because of that. Because of the novelty alone and the memories that I have of red light. Memories. Red Cypress, I mean. Yep. Red Cypress. Red Cypress. Yeah. That's the bourbon barrel speaking. Yep. Uh, I'm going to give it a five. I think it is It is a thick queen. and uh, a thick queen. You are lucky to have it if you do. <sighs> yeah, I mean, if you're a local beer enthusiast and you were able to get your hands on some of these, good job. If you weren't. Sorry. I am going to uh, go ahead and agree with you and give it a five myself. I honestly thought you were going to go five and a half. I was thinking about it, but that very last sip I had was a, I had a little too much fume on it. Yeah. If I'm being honest with myself, a little too much fume. Yeah. I mean, you just have to you, you have to accept the fact that like even if you found this at the bottom of the ocean and you drank it, you'd, you'd still have to be honest and go, well, yeah, I mean, it's just a little too much. Mm. It's it's. I mean, I think the only thing that is holding this back is the drinkability factor, which is kind of low. I couldn't see myself. There is no way on God's green earth I could drink this by myself. Yeah. I take that back. I could. (laughs) I'm an alcoholic. But I wouldn't want to. Let's just say that. Like if I was just by myself sitting around and kind of got lost in it, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I would want to enjoy this amongst friends. And maybe that's what you're supposed to do. I think I so. I guess. I think so. But it's a small bottle. It is. It's not like it's a big Sharon bottle. That could be a full night, you know? Yes. Like, that's it. You just have this that. This is it. You, you have dinner. You have that as your dessert. And good night. Mm-hmm. Good night, Irene. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a five myself. So that is a unanimous five for the Red Cypress Slice. Think we got it? I know we got it. All right. Well, then let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the One Baron Podcast. For myself, Marco Dupa. For Adam Obesius Rodriguez. R.I.P. Red Cypress Brewing. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. And have a beautiful week. We love you. <laughs>